0: From the Arizona Medical Association, I'm Thomas Kushner, and this is ARMA in Action. Today, I'm joined by the Director and Deputy Director of Government Relations at ARMA, Amanda Rusing and Aaron Streeter, to discuss the 2022 Legislative Report. Both Amanda and Aaron have a long history of advocacy at the state capitol, and in our conversation today, they go into great detail just how this report can be beneficial to Arizona's physicians. I invite those listening to go to azmed.org to download the report and follow along through our discussion. Let's get started with the basics. So I think that it's important to just outline for either new members or those in the public who aren't aware, what is the Arizona Medical Association's legislative report? What does it cover? Why is it relevant?
1: Well, our legislative report is a comprehensive summary of all of the things that the advocacy team has been working on Down at the state legislature, we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, all of our victories and and the things that unfortunately are able to get by um, in spite of our best efforts. So, from the organizational viewpoint, it kind of tells you what our priorities are and what we've been working on. And then, from a professional standpoint, it also will let you know the changes in the law that you may need to be aware of from a professional viewpoint.
0: Why is it important to recap every session?
1: Um, The the Arizona State Legislature has a lot of power over how uh, medicine is practiced, and every year there are going to be significant changes to the law. So this is a really quick way for you to get a sense of, of what you need to be aware of. What we cover impacts
2: the practice of medicine. So by reading the legislative report year after year, it shows not only what is to come once the effective date happens, it also keeps a tally of how the practice of medicine has evolved from past legislative reports.
0: Wonderful. So now, so we have an understanding of the what and, and a little bit of the why. So let's go ahead and talk about this past year. So, what are the top three takeaways from this year's report? Yeah,
1: the physician wellness bill this year was um, one of our top, top priorities. I think. People are starting to understand the importance of taking care of your mental health. And I think this is important for, for everybody, but especially for those of us in the in the healthcare field, because the stakes are high and, and it's a very intense and high pressure career. An analogy that I've been using a lot to talk about this is when you're on an airplane if our airplane is going down and they, the masks drop, you put your mask on first. You have to take care of yourselves so you can take care of others. And this bill really sets you up to do that in a way that it is going to be confidential. So you don't have to be concerned about anything potentially impacting your licensure or being discoverable in a med mal case. So our hope is that these protections really encourage people to seek out wellness programs and, and and think about their, their own well-being. It's important to take care of yourself so you can have a long, productive career in, in medicine and take care of your patients. So one of the bigger takeaways of this legislative session was the state
2: budget, especially when it comes to workforce funding that was spearheaded by Representative Joanne Osborne. In the workforce funding package, we are funded $500,000 to offer preceptor grant programs. And so ARMA is looking into that
1: and hopefully we'll be getting to start that relatively soon. With this funding this year, I think that's something I would like to point out. This is going to be, a multi-year effort. Um, We're obviously really happy to see the money invested in the nursing workforce shortage. Mm -hmm. There's lots of money going to nursing education and training, but I think something that's on my radar for future years that you won't see in this report is increased funding for GME. Um, That is Mm -hmm. something that has been woefully inadequate in our state. We have um, excellent medical schools turning out well-prepared students and then they have nowhere to go when when they finish their their medical training. We need to offer opportunities for residencies, particularly in rural and underserved communities. So um, people build their ties here in Arizona and stay in practice here in Arizona.
0: I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about some of the the jargon or some of the terminology. What does it mean for ARMA to take say active support versus general support what do these stances mean and and then and who decides what ARMA's stance is
2: so when you discuss active support versus general support both positions regard is support of the bill right it's just the keywords active and general in what we do and what it triggers the advocacy department in doing regarding advocating in those sub- specific areas so when we talk about general support it means we Generally support the bill, but we're not giving a hundred and ten percent. Rather, you know, we do simple stuff, but we're not actively going out and doing everything to pull out of the stops to make sure that the bills are passed. Um, and then when you look at a position like active, that is full blown maximum effort on our end. So we're emailing legislators, we're setting up meetings to discuss, we're testifying in committee. We're writing letters, we're gathering stakeholders to see who else can help us pass this bill. You know, and one of the prime examples is the physician wellness bill. I mean, we wrote letters, we sent emails, we talked to legislators. So we pulled out all of the stops to ensure that that piece of legislation will pass. Now, on the flip side, too, you have active non-support and general non-support, which is the same
1: principles, but in the way that we're trying to defeat a bill. So the way these positions are determined uh, starts with the Arma House of Delegates, which meets in the spring every year and we update our comp- our policy compendium, and that is the, the document that we use to, to guide all of our positions. And then as far as the final finer details or things that aren't discussed in our compendium, our Legislative and Government Relations Committee will review bills and land on a position through pretty robust debate and discussion. And there are also times where we do decide not to oppose or support something, and we'll just actively monitor and keep our eye on it. And there are also things that we will be neutral on. Neutral, while it may seem like it's a no position, neutral is, it's a word that carries a lot more power than you would think. You're not saying that it's an idea that you would support, but you're kind of saying that it's something that you wouldn't stand in the way from.
0: So a lot of medicine has been changing very rapidly over the last couple of years because of the pandemic. Is there anything in this year's report that can give us a glimpse into what the next session will look like? Uh, something that can be a guide into maybe what is the future hold?
1: A lot of the bills that we opposed last year will be back. Um, I expect that people will not be tired of anti-public health, anti-vaccine type legislation. I mean, they've kind of exhausted the um, anti-mask and uh, anti-public health issues that have that directly stemmed stemmed from the pandemic. But um, I think that's still politically interesting to people. So I expect we'll see a lot of that again.
0: I love the term that you used, politically interesting. What is it about medicine that is so politically interesting?
1: Healthcare should not be political, but it certainly has become politicized over the last few years, I would say more so with the pandemic. Everybody has opinions and has had um, interface with the system, whether it's um, a good experience with your primary care doc, or um, a bad experience with your health insurance company denying coverage for something that you need. Um, this is something that's it's deeply
0: personal for people.
1: I think it's political because it's personal.
0: How can ARMA members, or our member physicians, participate in the next session?
1: There are a lot of ways that uh, ARMA members can get involved politically. We put out a lot of information throughout the legislative session on what's going on and what you need to be aware of and what you need to care about. So I would suggest carefully following medicine this week. We always include the latest and the greatest there throughout the legislative session, which uh, runs from January to April, May, June, sometimes July. (laughs) We will put out alerts to our membership when there is legislation that is either something we really, really are opposed to or really, really in support of. And we will help craft some language for you and we'll give you contact information for the relevant lawmakers. And uh, we put out these alerts so you know how to advocate for the profession on your own. So these are something we we try not to overdo because I, I. want to make sure it's a it's a tool that we use carefully but when there's something that's really really big that um is up at the legislature we'll let you guys know and you can call email reach out to legislators on your own to express your support for or opposition for these big big issues So
2: another way that ARMA members can participate is our annual Doctor of the Day program. It is open to all ARMA physician members. So essentially what it does is any member can sign up, you come down to the state capitol, and you provide medical assistance for the day. Doctor of the Day participants can also come down, meet with legislators, get a tour of the state capitol, and even have the opportunity to be introduced out on the legislative floor.
0: No, That's a great plug for Doctor of the Day, because not only do Uh, Physicians get to participate, but they get exposure to advocacy, to this whole other aspect of medicine that is a part of their profession.
1: Absolutely. I'll add that with doctor of the day, typically you are just meeting with lawmakers and and getting to experience the legislative process, but there have been medical emergencies down at the Capitol. It can get kind of exciting down there. There have been some falls and fainting, and I think somebody... people passed out. Um, So we will put you to work.
0: (laughs) As we get down to the last two minutes of our time together, is there anything else that you would like to mention about the legislative report that we didn't get a chance to cover?
1: I'll just add that we're we're really proud of this. A lot of work has gone into this document, you know, not only in its uh, drafting and creation, but the blood, sweat, and tears that we put into the advocacy department and um, in our time at the legislature in the spring. So um, this is something we're really proud of, and it shows, it shows the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, um, you know, we obviously want to highlight our successes, but it's important that you know about potentially concerning legislation as well. So we're very proud of this document. A lot of work went into this, and, and we hope you enjoy it.
0: And that concludes this episode of ARMA in Action. ARMA in Action is part and parcel of the Arizona Medical Association's podcast, ARMA on Call. You can download the 2022 legislative report by visiting the link in the show's description below. If you are not an ARMA member, we invite you to become one today by going to azmed.org. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to add our podcast to your favorites, give us a like, and share this episode with a colleague.